0: podcast fans. It's Danny here. I'm really excited to welcome you all back to this new episode. I, I swear I start every episode with I'm so excited. I, I love this. You guys, I genuinely enjoy getting this opportunity to come on here to help people share stories, get to share my own experiences, and just continue the mission to spread awareness about MLMs. And that's yet again what we're back to talk about today. So as always, here's my disclaimers. I am not here to defame anybody, okay? I have a beef with, and I'm going to say it this time, I have a beef with both Amway and Worldwide. I'm not here to defame them. If you are trying to join, you are more than welcome to, but I would highly encourage you to listen to people's stories beforehand to just get as much information as you can. In this podcast, we change everybody's names. I'm not out here to ruin anybody's lives. I I have to say this though. I legally don't have to. I know a lot of people are like, oh, do you have to do this? No, I actually don't. I just choose to because I'm just trying to be a a little extra kosher, if you will, but but uh, no, not here to defame anybody. So don't sue me. Okay, my opinions, personal opinions, personal experiences. And I have a guest today who will also be sharing personal experiences and personal opinions. So you guys, I'm here to welcome yet another person who was almost, I, I didn't use the word coerced, because I feel like that's, that's a word that's so relevant. But a lot of us who get involved in organizations like Worldwide Dream Builders, there's so much coercion. So this person was also coerced into Worldwide Dream Builders and has, it's such an incredible story to share. So I'm excited to introduce and her name has been changed as well as everybody else's names. So I'd like to introduce Jada. What is up, Jada? Thanks for being here. Hi. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity to speak with you. And and we've talked before this and yes. you have so much stuff that you've experienced. And I'm excited for you to get to share it. How did you find my podcast?
1: Actually, my my friend who was also in the business, she was a guest on one of the previous episodes. And so I listened to it and I was like, Hey, I can add to that. And so I reached out and here I am. Yeah. Which I'm
0: really excited. And I'm really glad that, you know, through the grapevine, you were kind of able to hear different perspectives and and want to share your own story, which is fantastic. What is it that really compels you to want to share your story and continue this anti-MLM message?
1: Yeah. So first part, honestly, is like, fuck all that. I'm tired of that noise. I'm good with it. I don't need to be involved with that anymore. But the second part is honestly, like when I remember like going through like process and everything even while I was in business, they were like, don't trust what you hear online. And I want to be one of the voices that they're telling you not to trust online because they know we're telling things they don't want out. Yeah. I like to be the problem.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right. I was, um, I just released an episode recently. Well, I've been going through an old audio. It's really interesting to hear within the first 30 minutes of this audio, someone's already there telling you like, hey, don't trust these people. Don't come at me with, you know, as a Syrian guy. I don't say this to, to be derogatory. It's just he very much made that his entire personality. He was from Syria. What is our excuse to be, you know, lacking in society or, or complaining about this business or this country or whatever, because mm-hmm. that was his good quote immigrant experience so i'm just prefacing that that's why i call him that but it was him in the in the audio that was saying that and it's like you're already planted planting seeds of doubt for us to stop listening to the people who have actually been
1: there our entire lives so destructive manipulative like you're so willing and up until you to like fuck everybody abandon everybody your mom your dad your auntie cousin, cousin mother brother sister if they're not What they're telling you does not fall in line with there's such a little box and they get you to do it so easily so willingly, that you don't realize anything's wrong until it's almost too late to go back where it is too late to go back there's nothing you can say to unburn that bridge. Yeah,
0: definitely actually interviewed my dad a perspective of a parent of a worldwide dream builder and we were talking about that about how you know there are parents who have such distant relationships with their family members because their kids are in the business in fact I've heard of people saying my kids are so wrapped in this business I've never even met my grandchildren and I'm like that is devastating and so he's able to kind of offer that perspective but I agree with you there's definitely some some bridges that you can never rebuild after you've burned them and Yeah, worldwide, definitely, they do a lot to burn those bridges, and I'm I'm so glad that you want to be that person who's out there causing all the ruckus because we need to make noise.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and if we don't call it out, no one's ever going to notice it. It'll continue to fly under the radar, so we need to bring awareness. We need to put a spotlight on everything that's happening and lay all of our cards on the table, so they can't say they didn't know what we were playing with. But also on that topic of parents like, parents of Worldwide Dream Builders, I don't know if you remember, but there was this audio from the guy who talks really fast, his wife, yeah. and he was saying, she was saying that, like, when her mom died, uh, she found, like, all these blog posts she left, and in one of them, she, she had wrote, like, oh, you know, you know, I love my daughter, but Basically, like she left and she only cares about the pursuit of money. She and her husband, they build this, this stupid business and it just tears them away from us and our family and everything. And she goes, wow, I never really knew like my mom felt that way. And she basically spun her mom being like, I miss my daughter into so they ta- they'll say these manipulative things and you need to completely ignore what your parents say because they don't have your vision. And yeah. I'm like, that was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. That must have come out after I left, and I, I just know exactly who you're talking with the guy who talks really fast. His wife, and it's devastating to hear that because it is it, it quite literally tore a family apart. And I can't imagine what her mom must have been feeling because her only outlet was going to different blogs and and probably Reddit to be able to express herself because she can't tell her child. And there's people out there who can relate because she's being fed this BS because she's with a quote second generation diamond. You know, he's the guy who talks too fast and he's his parents yeah. child and they don't have the fruit on the tree, so she can't listen to her parents, which which is so sad because none of this is at all how it was presented to me when I was
1: introduced to this
0: business so on that note how did you get wrapped up in worldwide kind of like the rest of us
1: yeah so um my friend the same one who I mentioned earlier we got together one day out of the blue like I reached out like you know what it's been a while you know I just let me reconnect because I got out of a really terrible relationship and I let all of my friendships go for the most part. And so I was just trying to unburn (laughs) these bridges. I've already burned once. I'm trying to unburn them and fix it, put out the fire. And I'm reaching out to everybody, trying to set up times to, you know, reacquaint with my friends. And I got with her and she told me about, you know, this guy, his name was Vincent and he reached out to her on LinkedIn and you know vincent was like well i know these people frank and sarah and they can like basically they can hand you like the key to the golden gate they can teach you how to make a six-figure income and in two to five years and do all this that third how to drive a car and do a backflip and i was like great so when are you gonna introduce me and i fell for it hook line and sinker and yeah
0: yeah, but it makes sense cuz when you're already in this space and we've definitely talked about this before where you're you're almost in a level of desperation, maybe not in a way where you're desperate for, I don't know, finances or mm. things, but there's also that that kind of starvation for for acquaintances, especially when you've gone through some shit. And yeah. so I, I I have I don't blame you at all because we've all been told something, some form of a seductive phrase to get us involved. So I totally see where you're coming from with that. And um, it is interesting kind of looking at people and how they've been approached. And you were approached by somebody who you knew who had good intentions. And I've definitely talked to your friend and she's a good person. Like she was definitely not what worldwide is. And and of course, neither are you. And I truly believe anybody who leaves, it's because they're not that type of person. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. God. It's so sad that that ended up happening, but, but you were in your, I remember you told me that when you had your first meet and greet, that they said something so smooth to you. Do you mind sharing that?
1: Yes. Frank flew in, in person to where I was to do our first board plan in the area in person because uh, the team I was on, it was born during COVID. And so no one had seen anyone in person. And then finally, we were basically starting to do well enough that we we were deemed worthy of him coming out to for just a night to just show our show the plan and then get back on the plane and go home at that time he was like okay well we can do your mg2 and then you can go straight to the board plan and then you know what that's fine you know what i know you don't have a car right now you don't even have to leave after the board plan you can stay for the training because you know what i know you're gonna make it into the business i know you're gonna go far i know you're gonna be diamond you're gonna go eagle you're gonna go double diamond and i didn't really understand half those like pins at that point but he was like i can see you going far and i was like cool money and I get to prove my ex wrong so
0: yeah yes that's smooth I'm not speaking to your friend we're gonna call her Sarah Um, but we're not speaking to Sarah we're speaking to the platinum who is here speaking to you and and just being so love bombing like that's so sad and especially when you come from you know it sounds like you had said you have to prove your ex wrong it sounds like that wasn't a healthy relationship And you're already coming from a spot that's
1: not healthy that probably felt so good. I It felt like drinking hot chocolate, like crossing the finish line first. It felt like you were at the top. And like, man, I, I, this is the first time meeting you. You had a conversation with me for 15 minutes. Literally, it was 15 minutes. We were in a fish and chicken restaurant because everywhere was closed because it was like 1030 at night. And so we were in the middle of a fish and chicken restaurant. Bought nothing, by the way. We were just in this man's restaurant for like 15 minutes so he could do this meeting, whips out an iPad, does what he does, buys a drink, and leaves. <gasps> And yeah. yeah, it was, it was a very interesting night. <laughs>
0: that sounds like it. So yeah, no, I could see how you, you already have, like, I said, you're coming with somebody that you trust and yes. this guy's love bombing you and you're like, no, I'm good. Like I'm in. And so what was your honeymoon phase like? What was your first period of time in the business like? And you joined in 2021. 21. Go. Got it. I okay. How old honest. were you at this time?
1: Uh, when I got in business, I was... 20. I turned 21 in the business. Wow. So you were still very young, very
0: similar to Sarah as well. Wow. Yes. So,
1: yeah. Honestly, I don't think up until like I was getting close to the end of my time in business, I think it was at least a year at least nine months for like this honeymoon phase i would say at least like in my eyes for those nine months nine months to a year like where i could do no wrong they were only trying to help me they were only trying to build me up they were only trying to give me everything i lacked i was scared to talk to people well now they gave me a chance to learn how to talk to people and not feel weird. They gave me a chance to make as many friends as I could build a downline with. They gave me the chance to be prosperous. They gave me the chance to go so far with any people I felt were close to me that I could bring in with. I felt like they gave me the world on a gold platter. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then after, it was just one of those functions. And I was sitting in the stands at one of the functions. And like, I went from being like, yeah, that's gonna be me down there to this feels weird. Why does it feel weird? Yeah. I'm not vibing with this anymore. Something is wrong wrong with the energy here and i sat down and i was looking around because it was right after next level came on and like Ah, i just finished like listening to next level and it was like like the pied piper spell had broken like it was just like this it wasn't what it was anymore and it was it was weird it was like instead of listening to like whatever it was it was like the kids bop version and nobody wants to listen to kids bop so i was i was good
0: it really was they would change the words and change it to like worldwide shit Do they still do the put your diamonds in the sky shit or no they stopped doing that
1: i think so i never saw them do that though because i was always in the crowd i would see like people on the floor raising their hands but i'll be honest with you i'm big blind so i couldn't see what they were doing but they do yeah, like I, they, they sing that song still
0: god it's so cringe i remember when i was in we were told that we had to stop because it was too cultish it's so ironic that they're saying this. Too. are you serious we used to oh yeah so at the end of functions on like day three so like on sundays we would go outside out of the arena and they would say like go worldwide or something you know like a sporting kind of event after you're done with sports and, and they'd say put your diamonds in the sky like like the oh i'm showing you it's the illuminati triangle looking shit with some like that's Adlers. terrible isn't that wild yeah we had to stop doing that
1: but, yeah, well, uh, but they yeah. they moved it into next level so they'll have them sing like diamonds by rihanna shine um, bright like a diamond
0: well they didn't play that when I was there dang they yeah so they moved I guess they moved
1: that song. to that because that was the song I was thinking of and they would put they, they would be on the floor doing the diamonds to that but after okay. the functions they would instead use that to like cuddles and night owls even though we, they weren't supposed to be doing night owls anymore they pissed off too many of the hotels <laughs> and so they'd still do the huddles and the night owls and so they pissed them off with that
0: wow I heard that from somebody else that said that they weren't allowed to night owl anymore and I was wondering why I didn't ever get to get into it so that's why because too many Hotels were complaining about the length of time they were staying and fucking blowing up their fucking hotel room or hotel well, lobbies.
1: The COVID, like COVID safety regulations, you know, worldwide yeah. would come in and boom, 10,000 people just in the lobby of the casino standing there menacingly the guests can't get in and get to their room they're just surrounded by people they hope aren't sick so
0: yeah yeah the, yeah the selfishness I mean even before COVID it was wild we would be in in hotels and like you would just see floods of people how a huge majority weren't even staying at the fucking hotel and yep. you're right that the pure disrespect I could imagine after COVID it was definitely a lot worse I mean you're talking about a super spreader event happening like that in your fucking lobby absolutely not so absolutely yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so you, I totally see where you're coming from, too. When you said like, oh, shit, like, something like clicked for you, or I guess maybe kind of the fog kind of started to to fade a little bit. What was that like? And do you, did you kind of pinpoint something that specific night where you started to realize what it was that you were feeling?
1: I don't think so. So I think I was at family, not family reunion, spring leadership. And, you know, they're like, you plant your, like, you plant your heart, you plant your feet at spring leadership. This is a time when you go in and you do everything and, you know, make sure you're ready to have your mind on point for the function. Cause what you're prepared to take out is what you're going to get. And I thought I was so ready. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I need. And I went and, you know, for the first like day and a half, I was like, yeah, this is great. This is phenomenal. Like it's halfway through. Because it was maybe after the Eagle Summit, I know they had Next Level coming again to start like the day was fresh. And after listening to Next Level, which I had convinced myself the only reason I was allowed to actually listen to it and not feel bad was because that was the only like music I was allowed to listen to once I left. So I was like, I'm going to make the most of this terrible music. I'm going to deal with them singing Michael Jackson. They don't need to. They're not Michael. Please stop. I'm going to deal with this horrible stuff because it's the only fun I'm going to have <laughs> until yeah. like I go Diamond or something. And after that, I sat down and I think it was the guy who talks really fast knew Diamond. He and his wife went up there and I just, they were talking, but I've, they've had them on like a pedestal for like the last handful of years. And I've heard what they said. I heard it my first spring leadership, which was that very first function I went to. And I heard it again on the recording of the family reunion i heard it again on the what was it free enterprise day i heard it there i heard it again i heard it again i heard it again it was the exact same thing and i was like okay i don't know if it's just me but this sounds like the exact thing he said the last time it was up there it felt like almost verbatim it was a sense of deja vu and i was like you know what? whatever like i know people they they tend to repeat their messages so i'm like whatever they're telling you what you need to hear, but you take out different parts of the same message. So you hear one thing one place, you hear another thing another place, it's fine. That's what it is. That's just my brain playing tricks on me. But then I felt like the next guy who came up said the exact same thing. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm hearing the same 10 sentences. And then the yeah. wives get up and the same 10 sentences. And oh, I love my husband, taking some sense I'm good. I don't, I'm okay. Yeah. And so- with that, I sat there for a day and a half, ignoring them and going, what have I done with my life? Where has my yeah. life taken me that I'm sitting here in an arena chair, halfway up to the nosebleeds, listening to people I don't know and I know don't care about me talk? What What yeah. has my life like? T- how have I gotten here? And then I started like pulling apart all of the threads and I was like, this is absolute bull. I was so mad. So yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: I love the way that you phrase that too. Then, you know, okay, so- absolutely valid. Everything you just said was valid. But something that you said that we have not talked about here before, that is such a good point. When you talked about you weren't allowed to listen to music, you are not wrong. In fact, that was something that they would always tell us replace your music with our audios. And like respectfully, that's not like i thrive off of music it sounds like you do too it's like like what kind of music did you like before the business that
1: they were like you can't listen to this it was k-pop i listened to a lot of k-pop Yay. and <laughs> it wasn't even any they didn't think anything was wrong with it they were just like okay but is that input going to make you a millionaire it Was like well i don't know is hillside united making you a millionaire i'm sorry but no, i'm like good. it's like no you want me to replace all of my music with gospel music and worldwide audios i can barely Stand the gospel music genre. I've got two songs yeah. I like from it, so I'm good. I don't need any more. So why? Yeah,
0: yeah. it's no wonder they liked Hillsong though, because if you dive deep into Hillsong, you kind of realize how kind of that organization, that whole church. Apparently, whole- <laughs> a
1: lot of the like platinum, emerald, diamonds, they would get together and they'd go to Hillsong concerts.
0: Yes, I they heard go that to them concerts,
1: from.
0: Yeah, I heard. I heard that in an audio she's not single anymore but she's downline from she was she built it single as an emerald now she's married she's downline from the guy who talks really fast yeah yeah you know who I'm talking I about I know who she you're said talking in her about her audio She's like, oh, we got to go to their concert together in their private jet. And this is where I'm at in my life. And it's like, oh God, I don't ever, I would never want to go see Hillsong. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this disclaimer out just purely for me. If that's your jam, whatever, like you do you, I'm not going to criticize you. Like, yeah. hey, whatever religion, faith, whatever you have, as long as you're, you're not hurting anybody. But also like, go look up some shit about Hillsong and you'll be surprised at what you fucking see. It's do you I really want to, want to that. That I mean, you're not wrong. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, K-pop. K-pop is from what I understand. And pretty like upbeat and happy and like just kind of i don't listen to k-pop the only yeah. thing i know about k-pop is uh what's the guy's names the bts right yeah this 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 thing right this is the, yep. this is the heart yeah <laughs> that's, that's bts all that's right. all i know
1: but that'll be honest the only thing that kept me building the business for so long was like i'm gonna use this money to go to k-pop concerts and then halfway through i think it was actually right before the function something in me was like they're not gonna let you go to a k-pop concert they're not gonna let you use that money for that because my entire you're not wrong my entire plan was i wanted a merch room i just wanted to hoard k-pop merch i wanted like floor-to-ceiling bookshelves full of albums and everything and they were like I was like that's if I was became a diamond that would not happen
0: which that is dumb happen. because that's your dream like they would they would say to me too because I'm a huge music fan but I like the I like the the except for genre the mm. I like everything except, except for, for country, country music. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. gospel <laughs> yeah. I feel you.
0: I don't like gospel music I I'm definitely like my favorite guy is Eric Church. He's not very, like... he He's not a godly guy. I mean, he he does have a couple of, like, buzzwords in there. But other, otherwise, he's not, like, your traditional country singer, which is what I love about him. But that was my thing. I was like... They told me I had a small dream. And I was like, okay, well, then fuck it. Like, my dream is to go get fucking pit tickets to every fucking concert that he has within a six-hour, two-state radius down, right. which they're really cheap. They're Like, I got pit tickets afterwards. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest moment of my life. But, but no, it's great. like that kind of shit is your dream and they would shit on it which is such yeah. bullshit but you're so right i started listening to christian music when i was there and there's one there was a song that my son really liked but now that my son's older he's like mom i just don't like that song i'm like that's totally fine buddy we don't have
1: to listen to i that. appreciate it thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is cool he's starting to really like like early 2000s r&b music which oh, no funny i'm like how did this happen but it's a good time (laughs) but i really wanted to bring that to light because that just goes further into the cult-like atmosphere the deception that the information control that you're only supposed (laughs) to listen to audios and fucking hill song or fucking next level like those are your options and it takes your personhood away like when you how, did you see changes within yourself? Well, like from the beginning of the business until maybe towards the end, like, did you see those changes? What did that look like for you?
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely saw those changes. When I joined the business, I had platinum blonde hair. Um, My hair oh, really? is now fully black. When I joined the business, I like I was like a little tomboy. I was a rat. And I dress like it. And I act like it. And I mean, it was what it was. I mean, I mean, it, I just wasn't polished. That's the big major decision. I wasn't polished. I wasn't super feminine. And after being in the business, it was like, came like more feminine, more, more pretty and proper and prim and prissy and pretentious. And I just... was very irritating because I would like look in the mirror after like these things and I'm hmm is that is that really me like I can't I never thought I'd see the day I was willingly putting on tights like that would never happen like yeah it was just things like that like I've, I've never worn heels and so got in the business and I bought a pair of heels I'm like that would never that would never have been me if I had not been in this business and yeah I really just thinking about it, like, differently, I stepped back from everything I'd enjoyed. Like, I'm I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I'm a writer, I like to create, I like to do things, and I stopped doing all of the arts that I did, and I sort of just took the time to I don't know I guess I learned to become ladylike my mother had been trying to teach me that for however and I avoided it but somehow I learned some of that skill there now she's very happy that I'm very ladylike I'm still kind of peeved that I let it happen but and there's nothing wrong with being ladylike and being pretty and floaty and all that there's nothing wrong with that it just it wasn't necessarily who I was before the business and I'm not really sure it's who I am now but it's the weird middle stage where I'm detoxing everything so
0: yeah definitely and that's yeah I mean I I same I was never really like a like I would dress up every now and then but I'm definitely like a jeans and a t-shirt person or like I stay home so much I wear like shorts and a t-shirt because I live in Arizona it's too hot for everything else but no I definitely I agree I kind of made that same change but it's because that's what they push on you and Mm -hmm. one thing that you told me speaking of oh my gosh one thing that you told me was that I mean some of the toxic things that you've seen you've seen a lot but one specific toxic bullshit thing that you had seen was how the men critiqued the women and how they would specifically do it with their own fucking wives can
1: you go into that a little little bit yeah no so at least from what i remember like, like maybe during like just, like regionals smms trainings when they're talking to their teams um and even maybe like sometimes slightly not to a super big extent during like regionals or whatever just trying to give pointers to like their downline on how to i did pointers with air quotes there for y- y'all who can't see me just on how to dress and be appropriate for whatever function it is and like they had the pdf on like how to dress what casual business casual versus informal versus formal was but like clearly people quit, weren't able to figure it out um and i don't mean that derogatorily, but they was like people who hadn't been in that environment before could not translate those instructions well because they weren't written clearly i say so they would basically take to like using each other as like well this isn't good if this was to be if say if we were at a major function you couldn't wear this blouse because see it's too low cut here and it's this there and the skirts to this but instead if she went and she did this and put on a pair of tights and a nice pair of heels and you know if she put a button up and a nice necklace and she really did her makeup because she looks a little homely right now that's so and, gross. Yeah. And so they would kind of do that. I remember for one of the, because Frank flew out again to do more trainings for our team. Um, So I remember one time when he flew out, he spent a second telling the guys, you know, make sure you, like, you know, you're clean shaven. You know, you look good. You got a tie on. Your tie is tight, right? Your shirt's buttoned all the way up. No mustard stains. And then he turns to the girls. It was kind of like, why aren't you guys wearing skirts? Why aren't you guys wearing dresses? Why aren't you in heels? Why aren't you in tights? Why don't you have makeup on also why are you buying makeup you don't have makeup on but why are you buying it because you can't afford it i did your budget sessions why is your hair done why isn't your hair done that's not professional but also you shouldn't be spending your money and so we would get these back and forth controversial messages that don't make sense do your hair and look nice but don't spend money buy makeup and look nice but don't spend your money basically if it wasn't part of our ditto you weren't supposed to spend makeup but can't makeup be part of your ditto because of fucking artistry it can but they also did budget sessions for us like they would look at our monthly income and be like this is how much you can allot to your ditto and our team was small it was young and so we had maybe a hundred dollars out of pocket we could do for our ditto so there's no way at the prices that amway had it put that we could buy a full skin care makeup routine hair care routine body care routine teeth brush routine laundry routine house cleaning routine and make our ditto and buy our excess because you want us to do five board plans in a day five board plans in a week we got a training too we got to do this but it's all set up for the people in la and so we have to stay up until 2 a.m while LA's got the nice board plan at 6 p.m. It's just like, just mad yeah. whack and it was a weird double standard. Wow.
0: So that's right. You were in during a time, which I know this is, they they did this in such an ambiguous way, but you were in where they were trying to push this whole customer volume shit right yes so what was your so your out of pocket was supposed to be a hundred dollars for personal pv right so what was the expectation that you were supposed to be meeting in the
1: entirety of your pv every month entirety of the pv bare minimum they expected us to get to 150 pv minimum 300 pv was average but we don't do average we do savage we want 500 pv what the f- yeah that's so they were expecting 500? us to do 500 pv so fifteen hundred dollars because it was roughly 3.3 dollars 3 to one pv so they want us yeah. to do fifteen hundred dollars every single month
0: god no okay I, I am always expensive we know this but who the fuck is actually selling that much pv and of course Nobody. this is alleged but how often did you see people or do you believe people were buying just that pv amount
1: maybe if a holiday rolled around and someone was really salesmany was really good at getting someone to buy these big bundle baskets that people would post on DreamStreet and sell none i was capable of it i would make these great like canva flyers and i'd post them on dreamstream and not pass out one of them so i would do that all the time but anyway yeah so i think very rarely maybe if valentine's day or christmas came around then you know what, maybe one or two actually did it. But for the most part, in my opinion, or at least what I did, was I bought what I needed to buy and I put it all under my mom. Yeah, definitely. Because
0: that's what, I mean, in reality, that's what you're being taught. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I personally believe that. Like when I a lot of that times I was
1: like that, like two, like fingertips touching each other close to whatever next pin level. And I just get a text out of nowhere, like two minutes before the the, the rollover. Do what you have to do. Like, okay, well, I got so many kids. You're so close to the next, you know, level. You should just, you know, buy buy the PV. It it doesn't matter. Just buy the PV so you can get there. That's so fucking...
0: It's not okay. Like, that's
1: allegedly fraud.
0: fraudulent. It's fraud. <laughs> yeah. It's very, yeah. Cause, yeah, when I was in, you didn't even need, you could go in and put in your customer volume. They're just telling us, hey, buy your, buy. So, 200 was the standard of excellence back then mm. for singles. 300 for a couple. So they would say, they would even send down cases of like, hey, don't forget to put in your customer volume. And that's when you'd go in, equate 50 PV, allot it to customers, put, they'd say, sell it to your mom, sell it to your grandma, sell it to your goldfish. Just put
1: somebody in there. Mm-hmm. That's your customer. Yeah. They say and the same thing. They clients- didn't change that.
0: Right. Oh my god. So the sell to your to mom it.
1: is just buy it and then create a receipt and assign that receipt to your mom. Oh what are they going to do? Call your mommy and double check? They'll never know. Wow. And that's that was Amway cracking down. Which... They didn't crack down. They just figured out how to loop the system.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like worldwide and all of these different lines of affiliation, they they do that. And I I personal experience you guys like don't sue me but it's it's from personal experience that's exactly what happens and it's wild to look back and see that that's what's going on because that was never disclosed up front that you were going and you use the words perfectly too that you were so tired of being battered and berated that you did decide to do that. And to start buying your PV, which is so devastating because I how you had to have gotten to this point where obviously like I'm fucking tired of listening to this shit. And then you made that decision.
1: Yeah. I got, I don't know, every every day I would open Kate, I would get messages about my PV about, you know, your ditto is kind of lacking. That means you gotta really do like do your PV this month, or you know, your ditto was really good, but you just you know what. Since your ditto was strong, we expect your blueprint to be so much stronger, you know, and that'll set you up going strong blueprints forward. I was just constantly for months like I at that point, I've been in business about seven months for seven months straight. All I'd heard in any way or other, no matter what I asked Sam, no matter what I asked Sam, no matter what I catered my sponsor, Sarah no matter who I cated, Sam or Sarah, everything somehow came back to me lacking in PV, to me lacking in my ditto, came back to me lacking in... Um, just in general with my finances, like I was in a terrible financial position. I had credit cards up the neck, money out the wazoo. Like there was nothing. I had like two jobs. I was working full time and in school. There was no, no affording to happen. And we're like, well, since you're so broke, you better figure out how to sell it. And that's all I heard for seven months. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. This is what you do, right? This is what you want me to do. You want me to go ahead and create a receipt. It doesn't matter what it is, what it's for, as long as I hit the goal. So I created a receipt. Wow.
0: And that's devastating to hear, because that was not what you were told at the very beginning when you had signed up for this. When you had first originally decided, like this is what you wanted to do, and you had sat down with uh, with whoever it was, how long did it take you to figure out that the, that it was Amway and worldwide? Did was there were they pretty upfront about it, or did it take mm-hmm. some time for you to learn? That it was Amway.
1: Let me think on that one. Cause going through, I remember they didn't say it in the MG one or the MG two. I think it came up in the follow up one. It was either the board plan, like the board plan one, the follow up. It was right in there, like the step three, step four of the process. And like they didn't tell me in step one, step two, they told me about worldwide kind of briefly. Yeah, were like we're in a system of mentorship, blah, 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 blah. whatever. They gave me that in the MG two, and even my MG two wasn't really an MG two my my friend came over to my apartment, sat on my couch and like wrote everything out on a notepad. It's like that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh right. But wow. I heard Amway, I think brought up the first time like the name, the first time in uh, the board plan and my first board plan was actually the guy who talks really fast
0: oh shit yeah yeah Yeah. i was
1: at one of his meetings he does in my state um as a guest um my friend was there she was like hey i'm gonna go see him do you want to come and you know this can just be your first board plan and so i tagged along watched the guy who talked really fast talk really fast and you know he brought it up in his thing and like i'd been told there was selling like kind of like I was it was like a step 2.5 for me where my friend came over and was kind of like okay so yeah we've like we do this and we sell and you know you kind of got to hit this certain goal she didn't really get into super details with me but she gave me like a cliff note so I wasn't confused walking into the to the room with him yeah and so I officially heard the name Amway in WWD a worldwide group in his board plan um but like I didn't I didn't know about Amway quite frankly, I didn't give a fuck. Still don't give a fuck. I was like, right. you're going to make me rich. That's the only thing I cared about was that I was going to be yeah. rich. And I was going to do it with my homegirl. Problem solved. I keep my friends and I get money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it sounds great, doesn't it? Like when they really pitch it to you, it sounds fantastic. But then like you said, you're yes. kind of getting into this. You're noticing things are off. You're they're forcing pv down your throat they're being toxic to their wives and something else that you mentioned too was the blatant racism
1: that was just happening right in front of you
0: that that wasn't told to you up front was it
1: no no you don't know it's not told to you up front at all and you honestly if you weren't looking for it like if you weren't like if you weren't thinking about it if you honestly were like just like i'm gonna keep my head down and do what they tell me you completely miss it but like think back like how many caves were you sent from like black people, arab people, hispanic people, people with an accent, people it was hard to understand first go?
0: Not very many unless they were in a leadership position and had kind of been coached to that point. Exactly. And cuz my my upline, he was black and then we had my Syrian upline, but they were very what's the word that they use postured if you will Mm -hmm. they very much had what they were supposed to on worldwide so of course i got their kate's but other than that you're totally right we we hardly ever i mean not that my line of sponsorship really even had a ton of people of color Mm -hmm. i mean we had my direct upline we had quite a few we had um my upline Barbara she was Japanese um Jenny and Craig so Craig's wife she is uh I want to say Korean and Filipino but it's like there's just not a whole big wide range of diversity there so you're totally right when you say how many people did you hear these kids from you didn't if there was a heavy accent you didn't and I, I believe that we did have a guest that that spoke on that, that she wasn't allowed to say in Kate's until she, quote, stopped sounding ghetto. I was like, that is such yep. a slur and such a derogatory term. What the fuck are you yep. guys doing?
1: Even, like, in Eyeline of Sponsorship, there was a couple, she started building a single, and he tagged on later. They came through later and they didn't really send her case through like she was like they would like use her all the time as an example like oh you know she doesn't have a car she her car broke down on her way to our mg1 two miles two hours away from her house and she still managed to get there on time you know she is the example she was making it to board plans riding the bus she was doing this that and all the third in la she was doing handstands car flip and pogo sticks just making it all happen love using her as an example we would barely get a kate from her just because she naturally talked with like that african-american vernacular she was naturally just talking the way she was raised and they would not send her kates through like you i think i've heard four kates from her in the entire time i was in business meanwhile people who literally gotten sponsorship and like left within two weeks, you get, you'd hear every Kate they sent while they were in business. Frank and Sam had um a leg that they were, they had two legs that they were trying to break diamond with them as well. They all three of them wanted to go diamond together. And one of the legs, you would hear their Kates all the time. And they'd pull their Kates out of the archives to send out to everybody because they were just that good. They weren't. They, they were like, they were like the Kate's everybody else was sending out, you know, they pull their getting ready for a spring leadership Kate out and shoot that out first because of the way they talk. They sound just like, um, they sound just like Mrs. Johnson. They sound just like the guy who talks really fast, his wife. They sound just like all the other diamonds up there on the stage that you can hear that they're a diamond in their voice. And so you would just get all of those undertones and like they'd occasionally shoot up a message someone's super excited maybe they have an accent but they're super excited and like this excitement is infectious that's what you hear from people with accents. their excitement is infectious that's insane
0: and i think another thing that you had said is they they did something that you didn't want them to do and that was they used you as an example it was fine
1: yes so like the way i talked like i remember so very clearly like i sent out like this one kate like uh vincent sent out a kate he was like you need to like write out what your why you need to send a kate to your upline right now you know explaining why the place you're in is the place to be and why you're gonna make it change and how you're gonna make it top and blah blah blah." and so i was bored and so yeah why not i'll do it and so i sent a kate like you know what I'm going to make this the place to be because this, that, and the third. And like immediately I got like messages from uh, Sam. I got messages from Vincent. I got a message from Sarah. And they were all like, oh yeah, that's, such a great Kate, you know, it sounded so good. And like, no, no shade to Sarah. She was saying what Sam told her, taught her to say, but Sam and Vincent and Frank and the Johnsons and people who didn't really know me, my Kate was being sent out to them and they were listening to me and they were being told to listen to me and what I was saying, because this is what it looked like to be coachable, to be mentorable, to have the right head on your shoulders and to know what you want to do. That's what they told me. And my Kate, as they told me, they sent it out. We told everyone to listen to your Kate because you were the most coachable, you were adaptable. You're exactly what everyone wants to be. And so when you hear that, well, fuck, like shit, you set the bar here. I got to come here now. Yeah. Like I can't just continue to lowball it. I gotta ball out harder and more. So yeah, yeah, which is insane. Like that,
0: that probably added a lot of pressure too. Because with other, especially when it comes to other people who maybe their kids don't get sent out as much because they don't have the clarity that they're looking for in their voices, which is so crazy. I guess maybe it's just because I... I I don't know that I've ever had an accent that anybody had a complaint over, yes. but I'm also from the Pacific Northwest. We have no accent over there. <laughs> we're just fucking. We're just there, you know. But not I, I and when when it came to to hearing about the fact that that your friend had was not able to send out Kate's until she changed the diction in her voice. Yeah, ridiculous. And that is totally racist. There's no way that it's not. It and absolutely is. And it's it's just frustrating to hear that that had happened. And I also the the um I think it was you who said also the lack of representation on stage, too. yeah,
1: there's absolutely a complete and total lack of representation. I forgot uh, y'all can't see me. I'm black. And so i I speak in a way that most black people don't speak. And so. It, they they laughing. were trying to encourage that so hard in the Cates, and it was ridiculous but even then being on stage there was one black person there i think i don't remember any other ones and she wasn't even like i'm not gonna say she wasn't black but she was jamaican like we all know who i'm talking about yeah she, oh yeah. she wasn't just the average like american black girl which was who my upline was trying to talk to. And I'm being confused that they weren't clicking well. They were talking like, yeah. they were talking like copy paper, man, we're construction paper over here. It's, you, you gotta get, a, that was a very colorful <laughs> reference. <laughs> but but you know how the coffee paper is like kind of smooth you know it's kind of like smooth and it's polished and it's got a sheen versus construction paper which is it's a little harder to work with but once you're used to it once you've got it in the shape you want you can take it and make it whatever you want you can go so far with construction paper that was it made so much sense in my head and then I said it and it was not clear at all but it was good it's just they just weren't on they weren't They weren't speaking to the people they wanted to connect with. And they were, they preached so much about connection, but they did not know how to connect with the people they were trying to connect with. And if you didn't extend your neck out, they weren't going to finish reaching, shaking their hand out. They only put their hand out halfway. You had to hop across the table to actually make that connection. They didn't, Realize that there was no representation. And so, as you progressed, as the pins progressed, like I would see all of the black people, all of the brown people, all the Hispanics, the Asians, everybody would be up here in the stands with me. They'd be in the nosebleeds because you know what? They weren't able to get a babysitter to come watch their kids. So, they had to drive and they got there right before the doors closed. So, they're up in the nosebleeds. And we're shamed. We're shamed about being in the nosebleeds. We're told to be there as soon as the gates open, but not a minute earlier. We're told to be there on time so you can get as close to the floor as possible. And if you're in the nosebleeds, shame on you. I hope you learned your lesson. But there's nothing wrong with being in the nosebleeds, but that's where everybody was. That's where all the minorities were. All of the white people that you see represented on stage who were able to afford the babysitters for their perfect little twins were able to make it down to the gate. They were able to be up there next to the stage and be lining the red carpet to shake hands with the diamonds as they come down at FED. They were able to be there.
0: They don't. They want to try to say that they're inclusive. But let's be real. The big crown guy, he cannot say a single damn thing to
1: relate to anybody except for rich white dudes. (laughs) Like, Nope. Not at all. And I'd pay to see him try. That'd be hilarious.
0: Right, right. And I'm sure, like, realistically, I mean, there's definitely, like, a wide variety of diamonds everywhere. Like, there's so many, and I'm sure there's so many in other organizations as well. And yes. In fact, um, but in worldwide specifically, the only two diamonds of color are the Jamaican woman and then that one dude. Uh, I don't have a pseudonym for him, but it's him and his wife. That guy.
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's got no hair. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And
0: I remember you had said something so perfectly too, because as we had talked about this beforehand, where we were talking about how my upline had changed his physical appearance to match the worldwide cookie cutter Mm -hmm. and same with the Syrian guy and and pretty much. Every like yep. minority person in my upline or who are higher pin levels. You said it perfectly. You said that they were different shades of the same color. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah. So I don't know the way I talk it, took it. Different shades of the same color. Everyone was like a dark gray, a gray. Maybe they wore like a cream, but they were all shades of black and white. There weren't any, there's no variety to them. You knew exactly what you're getting because goddamn purple is purple. Whether it's lavender, lilac, like navy, royal purple, is purple. We all know purple is purple. We're all in the same color family, whether we be lighter or darker in their skin, and they're teaching us how to be the shade of purple. They're all teaching us, okay, well, if you want to be a lilac, well, then you need to stop this, and you need to get rid of this, and you need to lighten your load, and you need to, you know, lighten your hue, and you need to tint this, and you need to tone this, and this is the hex code you put in your computer, and now you're a lilac. How does it feel to be here? How does it feel to be the perfect shade of emerald green? How does it feel to be a ruby? How does it feel? And so yeah. that's that's kind of what I was meaning. They were all teach they were teaching you how to water yourself down to get as close to that almost perfect shade of like white when you're on you know like when you're on the like the hex coats things and the slider goes all the way down the white at the end when you're on like a purple or like a yellow and it's almost white but just barely that's what I'm thinking
0: no that's a really good point because I think that's that's such a good perspective and I don't think that's talked about enough I wanted my platform to be able to to be able to add that it could to be able to have that voice of There was no fucking inclusivity here. There was a lack of fucking representation. They were silencing people it felt like anyways who were quote the base level people i was right there with all the base level people and that's where you saw all of the lgbtq community all of the people of color mm-hmm. we were all within that base fucking level we we're all there but who was really raising the rank I, I don't know it's all very curated to me in my humble opinion
1: but i've not like not just thinking guess. about it everyone is connected to a blonde somewhere whether they dyed oh, their shit. hair blonde and married somebody just think about it. everyone is blonde Somewhere along the line, everyone is blonde. Oh shit! Yeah,
0: they are. So my upline diamond, she was blonde because she was trying to club owner's wife, right? So Mm -hmm. I heard through the grapevine allegedly that they have not been speaking at functions. Three different functions they hadn't spoken at, and now her hair is dark brown.
1: She did not speak at the last function I was at, and her hair was like almost black. Yes. Because she came on stage and everyone was like, oh my God, is that her? And they are like, no, that can't be her. Her hair isn't blonde. Where'd the blonde go? It was like almost black. And she had it in like a honeycomb. It was a choice. It's not a good choice. Her dress was like, it was very, it was all bad. But everyone was looking oh "Oh my God, that's that's her? That's what she's doing now? And then that's when everybody else started letting their roots grow back in. Wow. Because everybody was like a dyed blonde. (laughs) So... Everyone oh, started definitely. letting their roots grow back in. And so, like, up to here, like, about their ears, it was, like, roots and then whatever was left of the blonde.
0: So, okay, you're right. You left this year as of 2023, right? Yes. That's right. Okay, so, so you were around to see the club owner and his wife talk about their child's autism and somehow using this as an excuse. Yes. Oh, my God. That pains me. When I heard that, I was so pissed. Yes, Because I I was told, and maybe you heard the same thing, where they were saying that they had, they were giving like a sob story that they had to drive two hours to get their child the proper education. (laughs) Yep. I was there for that. Let me expose some shit. I live in the same fucking state as these people. Sadly, I do. Again. Okay. This is bullshit. I also have a child with autism. And uh, no, there's developmental preschools everywhere and there is a state insurance that as long as your child does not have assets in their name above a certain amount i think it's like two thousand dollars your child despite your income can qualify for this particular insurance it is a long-term health insurance in the state of arizona and it covers everything from speech therapy to occupational therapy to physical therapy if that's what you need horse therapy if that's your thing it covers damn near fucking everything and these privileged ass people have the fucking audacity to use their child's disability as if it's the worst goddamn thing that happened to them yes at the end of the day if, they, if, that is, if that's the worst thing that happened to you oh my god like
1: literally and they made it seem like it was so whatever and you know i it was crazy because I was on stage and she was like, yeah, now I drive Mercedes in the Mercedes. And I was like, oh God. Like that's that's the flex is that you drive the child there. And then she got on stage and she told this sob story about how um they were in the Chick-fil-A and like some like some woman was like, Come over here, sweetie. Her her boy is weird. And she was like, yeah, so to all the people who think you can't do this. And I like, I never got the connection. I was like, can you just connect that? Can you connect the Chick-fil-A and your the woman pulling your son away? I get it's fucked up, but like, can you connect that to this business? Can you just draw the line for me? Cause I can't. It was she had stories. She it was crazy. She would say some things. And then me not knowing better, thinking I would do better. One of I had one downline, one. Um, before I left business. And the o- I think the only reason she actually got into business is because I, t- like my friend did, I took her to the guy who talked really fast. And she met someone there who was like, she like shared there like something really personal. She's like, my child can't hear and you know she was someone there was like oh you know because you know like before the thing starts, you you mill around and you talk to everybody to network or whatever she was talking yeah. to somebody and they go well you know what you should listen to that audio because she talks about her special needs child there and I think that it would help you so much to see where you could go and I think she went home and listened to that audio I know she oh. did because I put it in her little package for her and she was eating them audios up. I would send her like five audios and she would listen to them in a day. And she was eating them up.
0: Oh my that's so sad because yes, having a child with a disability, great connection. Not the same thing. It's, Especially when you are a I mean, I don't I don't know. I, either they're lizard people, but I don't think they're real people. I don't look at the fact club They, they can't be
1: real. They There's can't no be real. Way.
0: But like I like the fact that because when I was around the club owner would would uh, like almost deny neurodiversity he'd be like though no, neurodiversion not real like oh um eighty they or like the Syrian guy would always be like oh yeah they tried to tell me I was ADHD and they wanted to medicate me but we don't do that and it's like yeah that is such a negative stigma but it's funny how when it impacts the the club owner's child all of a sudden now it's so important that you have to use this as a sob story for that to be the worst thing that happens to them like in my humble opinion it's a blessing that they have have a child with autism because if the chick-fil-a story is true which I'm sorry that you were getting your homophobic fries and and wanted to do all that like hey that's right. your thing whatever I'm not showed who that.
1: they were at the place where they're terrible people I don't know why we're surprised but
0: yeah and it's like if 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 that happens, like, yes, it hurts. I mean, I have had so many opportunities of like that are teaching moments for me. In fact, I had a child come up to me and start talking to a small child, maybe like five years old. And this child's asking me about my son. My little four-year-old does not talk the same way that a normal four-year-old would talk. Does he talk? Yes, he has few words, few and far between. He is learning. But mm. he's, like, asking me all these questions. And I'm like, if this is the worst thing that this child is going to say that my, he because he would say, oh, well, he's being annoying because he keeps saying the same word over and over again. If anyone's not familiar, some children with autism or any sort of speech delay or, or really any sort of – um Neurodivergence, they can have what's called echolalia, and echolalia is where they hear, in the most basic sense. I'm going to be explaining this all kinds of wrong, but what I was explained is that in the basic sense, your the, your child or the person is hearing this word over and over and over again in their in their head, and they're they're stuck on it. So my son was stuck on a word, and this little kid was like, "He's so annoying," and I'm like, "Okay, like I totally see where you're coming from. You're a small child." <laughs> it Turns out that this this kid actually has neurodivergent siblings who are autistic, and it was interesting, but. Like, those are teachable moments. Those are such yeah. good opportunities that might be hurtful. Like, it hurts to see that. Like, absolutely. But it is an opportunity to realize how humbling it is to know that you get to teach your children that these differences it's just a part of life and you should embrace it not be ashamed
1: of it and for them to use that
0: on stage makes me so mad
1: yeah it was not it was not a hot moment at all and I remember like even like being in love with the business being like what did your child have to do like I think it was spring leadership I'm like what does he have to do with leading a company I was just like, I'm so confused. I could just, the math was not mathing. It was like, girl math at the finest. I was not following it at all. I'm like, I'm still puzzling this equation over here. I was like, can we just, and then out out of nowhere, because they spoke reverse, he comes up on the stage and is like hyping everyone up. And I'm still trying to figure out what she meant with the Chick-fil-A story.
0: Yeah, like it, it is irrelevant. It, to give them the benefit of the doubt, if they're lizard people, I will do that purely if they're lizard people. I guess you could say like, oh, when you're connecting with people, realizing that there's differences in people. That is the only way, shape or form, I could see that story making sense. And I guarantee you, she did not loop it back that way. It was purely a, this is the sob story. Yeah. And uh, that's it, which is so sad. Like, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. How desperate do you have to be? Mary. To do that. And that that just hit like a pain point for me. Cause again, like I'm new to this being a parent of a child with autism. Their child is, I think, like around my child's age too. And it's upsetting to see that because I as a like a lot of parents with children yeah. with autism, like, yeah, we struggle, but I don't know a single parent who would be like, Yeah, let me just use my child as a sob story. Period end of
1: story. Like if I remember uh, correctly, they use it as like a this is why you should go, diamond. Because if you have a child with autism with your worldwide husband and or worldwide wife, then you would have the money to drive two hours into the middle of nowhere, which is I think she spun the Chick-fil-A story. To preempt that story so the new people wouldn't be confused that she had a child with autism. To then go into this why you should be a diamond thing. I think if I follow right. that anywhere correctly. But it was...
0: That makes sense.
1: It was like a, like a 10 minute long rant about the expensive things she could buy. Such as the Mercedes that she's named her child after. The... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I forgot, like, yeah.
1: house the you know the school three hours in the middle of nowhere that she t- sends her, her child to and she drives in there every single day or whatever i think she said and she just kind of went off about all the frivolities that diamond life supposedly ensued
0: yeah which is bullshit like all of that is fucking bullshit like could i see that making extra money could be helpful yeah 100 percent. i think it, like you could like health insurance is expensive but there are state-offered opportunities for children with disabilities. Yes, some of them are income-based. That's totally true. But there are some that are not. And that is
1: frustrating. So I want to know- At least if you were able to step yourself back and humble yourself and be willing to put your child in a school where, you know what? Yeah, there might be poor people. And you know what? Your child should learn to interact with people from different economic and socio classes. Why? So they're a better person and not an asshole like you. Like-
0: when when you start to like differentiate yourself from quote poor people it's like oh no what are they what are they gonna do catch the poor oh no like oh no the
1: poor plague is upon us Mm -hmm. like hide your coffers Hydra gold.
0: I remember too, the club owner in one of his talks, he would say, I was homeless for two weeks. I used an EBT
1: card for a month. And I was like, oh, shit. I was on EBT the entire time. It was in worldwide. And the guy who talks really fast, Diamond, the video they play of him in the worldwide every time they hype it up is a video of like one of the worldwide like camera crew driving around and he's pointed like, yeah. So when I was 16, I slept in that sly for three months. (laughs) Oh, shit. His parents were diamonds. And then they'll follow him with the club owner. (laughs) And like, you can't. You can't. That's not a fair comparison. They straight up put this dude's mugshot on the screen. He had a mugshot. Yeah, the guy who talks really fast, New Diamond, has a mugshot. Um, and they put it on the screen, and it was like the epitome of like, oh, look how he's glowing up. He cut his hair off, and he shaved his beard, and he's not wearing that loose jersey anymore. He's wearing a button-up and a tie. <laughs> like, this is this is terrible. It's and,
0: horrible. And,
1: cause and I remember I they were like... asking him, and they were like, how'd you build the business looking like that? He just goes, Yale or jail? You said anyone yeah. from Yale or jail? <laughs>
0: they do say that so in this it, 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 we laugh about this but how toxic is that like they're really making shit up the club oh, he really was, I was homeless for two weeks like oh shit my guy you were two weeks you were you slept in surfing. a car <laughs> it, it, yeah he was couch surfing I think I think he was just on some sort of vacation that's not even
1: homeless that's like you know I don't have a place of my own but people are still willing to let me in homeless is him actually out on the street <laughs> like yeah
0: Yeah, it's absurd. And it's this kind of stuff in combination with the pure misogyny. I mean, it's so crazy that this is even happening. And I, so were you single when you were in the business?
1: Yes, I was single the entire time I was in the business. Not that Sam didn't encourage me to get with someone who was like really fast, like no, when I got in business. There was this guy and he was he just went double eagle. No, no, no. He was running to double eagle. And so he got double eagle. And when I left, he was like in silver. But like he had just hit eagle when I got in business. And he's like, the sky's the limit from here. And I was getting like, really subtly encouraged from like, Sam to like, Do what I needed to do to build my team to be worthy of this guy's attention.
0: No way.
1: Yes. Yes way.
0: What What the actual fuck? And was this any sort of guy that you would have paid attention to
1: otherwise? He was honestly kind of sweet. If I hadn't been in worldwide, I might have. If it hadn't been in worldwide, I might have. He was genuinely really nice. But I don't know how he was behind closed doors because he was in California. And I, I was definitely not and I wasn't a part of his team. He, last I heard, this guy was a, in gold, about to go double eagle ruby, but I think he was trying to make it so he hit, god, what's the pin after? Sapphire? Before he got out of, what, one Emerald? Emerald? Yeah, he was trying to hit whatever that pin was. Emerald before the, his quali- his uh double eagle ruby qualification, like, finalized him as a double eagle ruby. He wanted to, like, Go through it so fast. It never officially he went into qual and he came out of Emerald. That was his goal. It was a it was a lofty goal. I'll say that. That's
0: insane. So they try setting you up with this guy who lives in California, and it, that's crazy. Like they
1: would encourage me at these functions to go get in his huddles and to go talk to them and come up with a good question to ask him, but don't don't cross line. Don't do that. Don't ask any question you wouldn't ask me, Sarah. But go ask him this literally it's like 24 year old dude Like, go ask him go ask him a question you'd ask me your 30 year old woman mentor like that that wouldn't be the same question
0: so wow and especially because you're
1: typing him up it's like oh my god this is the dude who's like he can make friends and get a contact out of anybody anytime no matter what everyone just trusts him everyone wants to be in his organization that is
0: wow okay so You've seen some shit. I'm just so like I'm glad that you got out. So from my understanding, y'all got you got out at the same time as a couple of your upline and some of your crossline. Like y'all left in a max exodus, right?
1: Oh yeah, and like it wasn't planned at all because I was already kind of feeling like kind of you know wonky donkey off balance, especially after I left the last function I went to, which was a, this was like a spring leadership family reunion tickets had just gone on sale and i had been feeling weird about it like already and then yeah. like a month you know the month like the month after the major function the next major function just tickets go on sale and like i was looking at it like do i really want to spend two hundred dollars of my paycheck on this ticket when i have no food in my fridge and i was like no and i didn't buy it and i was like why does that feel so good and then like from there like i already was like feeling weird at the function but I really took the time to, like, sit with the weird, especially because, yeah. like, leaving the function even. Like, I felt weird. I fell asleep. I was the last person in our Airbnb. I closed up house and everything. And so I was by myself for four hours. I didn't hear about worldwide. I didn't hear about, you know, oh, my God, how great was so and so speech? What was your favorite part of the night? Did you hear what they said in the huddle? I didn't hear all that. Yeah. It was just me with me. And I could listen yeah. to what I wanted to. I could do what I wanted to. I could watch what I wanted to on TV without feeling weird and out of place and guilty. And I was like, why am I putting myself through this? And so I'd already been feeling like that way for a minute. And then my homegirl, my friend, Sarah, she was like, so I'm not feeling it. And I was like, okay. And that's kind of how it went from there. She left. I left. I didn't say not one word to Maya Blind. I left them with absolutely nothing like my kate had already been off for a minute just because i was struggling with checks because i disappeared for like four days i was all i was already like not doing well financially before i disappeared for four days of course my paycheck is short so yeah i don't have the money to pay kate in worldwide right now so i just i wasn't doing that i was trying to get the money together to do put my subscriptions back on and then i was like why would i do that why would i do that just why Yeah, I just kind of never did. And then I decided I was gonna leave the business and I just deleted the apps. I didn't resubscribe or anything. I deleted all my cards off the app. And I just deleted the app. I didn't send a text or anything. I didn't open any kates. I just took it all off my phone. I was like, cool. That's it. I canceled all my dittos. And I just, I put on I went through my customers. I run on all of them. Do not talk do not message do not message do not contact do not contact do not contact and so wow good for you i mean
0: that moment of peace it's it's different isn't it when you're like not being fed their bullshit and you can kind of breathe yes. there's a whole different sense of clarity and i'm really glad that you were able to have that moment and we're just kind of like you know what i'm done with this because Everything that you have experienced is not acceptable. And I really hope that people who weren't a part of this organization start to recognize how serious this is. I was just recently watching documentaries about Mm -hmm. Nexium, And sure, we look at someone like Keith Raniere, and yeah, he's a blatant fucking horrible person. But what people don't understand is that worldwide is just like nexium like there's what the only difference is is that there's no well-known sex cult aspect of it not that we know i mean allegedly i don't fucking know could be you know know what happened on peter
1: island why do you think it's named that i'm sorry
0: (laughs) no you're true You're, you're you're right it's so true But I I want people to hear your story and know that this is important. This is important information because it's pure deception. What you went through was deception. And what you went through was not acceptable. Never is any of that shit okay. And especially as somebody who experienced racism from this business, I am so sorry that you went through that. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And it just frustrates me that anybody has to deal with that at all. And what are they doing about it? Fucking... Nothing, not profiting. a goddamn thing. In fact, it, yeah, oh yeah, profiting. Oh, okay, going back to profit. So I don't even have to say allegedly anymore because I've seen that this shit is actually true because it's in the worldwide Dream Builder fucking website disclaimer and it's disclaimed on every fucking audio. So did you know that your upline were getting paid off of the apps uh, once they reached
1: platinum? I did not. And honestly, if they had just like told me that during the MG1s or whatever, whenever they did the little stick man during the board plans you just said oh and by the way i made like 250 ahead i've been like cool i'm not worried about the chump change 250 i would have not been worried about that at all if you just said it i would not have negative fucks
0: yeah yeah it's it's insane um if anybody's not aware there is they have these worldwide dream builder audios and at the end of every single audio is a disclaimer where they say something along the lines of uh, the income depicted might come from sources other than Amway, such as the sale of business and training tools at, or outside investments. And that's at the end of every single audio. I didn't even recognize that that was what was happening until I listened to it. And I put two and two together. I never, never thought about that. And then um, I have to recommend for everybody, if y'all have not listened to Roberta Blevins uh, and uh, life after MLM podcast, there's an episode about the Amway tools business, a historian goes over the history of the amway tools businesses such as worldwide dream builders and allegedly per this guy they weren't making money off of amway they're making all of their money from the apps and the tools allegedly per that historian so that's some bullshit anyways thank you so much for your time i i really appreciate it did you have any last thoughts for our viewers
1: last thoughts this amway and worldwide are bullshit they're liars Nothing is as it seems. Whatever your instincts are telling you in regards to this business, if, say, you are ignoring what they're telling you, when they're telling you in these board plans, you're going through the process right now, you might not realize you're in a process, and they're telling you don't listen to what you're hearing on the internet, and you're listening to this, thank God you are. Please ignore them. They're lying. They say they want the best for you. They do not. They really don't. They're like the other mother in Coraline. They want your soul. They don't want you. I'll
0: leave it at that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your time. And if you guys hear this episode, please share it. You guys have to share Jada's story. Her story is worth sharing because you never know who's going to be trying to enter this organization and her story maybe prevents them from doing that if that's what their decision is. So I just say that to be kosher um don't sue me but no <laughs> i i'm really i'm really grateful i i've definitely enjoyed speaking with you and getting to know you and um yeah so if you guys want to be like jada if you guys want to come on anonymously the same way that she did if you want to share as much or as little as you like ml or anti-mlm content or trauma really just any stories that you guys have to share i'd be more than happy to let you guys speak here because my biggest goal is to be able to have people have a voice i just want people to know that you don't have to just be brainwashed to share your story your story fucking matters so you guys can find me on tiktok and instagram at xsnt.podcast please if you want to share your story send me a dm on instagram that's xsnt.podcast i am on youtube as well as spotify apple music all the places you guys can listen to podcasts so thank you so much jada again for your time and we'll catch everybody in the next episode bye